0: Welcome to Rethinking Youth Ministry, a podcast from the Orange Students team.
1: Our mission is to help you, the youth leader, influence the next generation. And we do that through this podcast, other resources, and our weekly curriculum, XP3.
0: If you'd like to learn more, check out orangestudents.com. But for now, let's get started with this week's episode. Well, hey, everybody. I'm Sarah, and today I'm thrilled to be joined by Candace. Hey. Chef. Hey, everybody. And Jonathan Baldwin.
1: Hey, what's up?
0: And Candace and Chef are regulars, but this is Jonathan's second podcast with us. And Jonathan, you are the middle school pastor at 12 Stone Church. That's right. And we are glad to have you here. Thank you. And today we're going to be talking about what to do your first year at a new church? And I think a lot of listeners can probably relate to this question because on average, youth leaders tend to stay probably between 18 months and three years at one church. And so chances are everyone who is in youth ministry has experienced this at some point or another. And you guys have at all been once, in, really, at, yeah, at least, least once. At least
2: Right. <laughs> and you
0: all have are either in youth ministry currently or have been in it. So I would love to start out by kind of talking about what are the challenges that you face when you are starting at a new church for the first time?
1: I think the biggest thing is just learning the culture and the context, Yeah, you know, coming into a new place, you never know what to expect and churches can be funny to figure out how things work and operate
3: and all that. And the yeah. people that you're working with. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think churches are funny, not can be funny, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's any culture. So, yeah. you know, you, you just have to be wise about the fact that you don't know. I mean, you just don't know and, and be a student of it. And mm-hmm. it takes time Yeah. and conversations and listening more than you speak. Um, to try to figure all of that stuff out for sure.
0: Mm. Did anybody have experiences where they
4: did not do this well? When it, For me, one of the challenges um, coming into a new church was... Um, I typically move at a slower pace, uh-huh. um, just trying to spend some time learning and really just understanding before I really make any changes. Uh-huh. But then some leaders want to see a return on their investment. like Yeah, mm-hmm. immediately. <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> yeah. We've yeah. hired you now. We want to see some things right away. And it doesn't always work like that. Yeah. Um, and I can't say that in the past I have necessarily been the wisest yeah. <laughs> in using my words and in engaging the pushback in the culture and you know going back and forth.
3: And they were pushing back because you weren't?
4: Wasn't going, going fast fast enough. Enough. Yeah. Okay. wasn't going fast enough. Yeah, wasn't going fast enough. They they wanted. Yeah, they said. me, yeah, I yeah, got there one month and within two months they wanted things to be completely different. Right. And I'm like, mm, no, that's yeah, not. It's best part take a of minute. Yeah, that's taking it. Yeah.
3: Well, I think there's something important there because usually I'm helping people walk through that they went too fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, but then the expectation is things are going to change, and I think often, especially in church world, like. What we're working on, these are long-term plays. Mm -hmm. Right. Like culture change takes a while. It does. And so when when they're looking for change in three months, you know, it's kind of like watching these NFL coaches roll in. Yeah. You know, and they're like, wait, what happened? We only won three more games. It's like, well, that's what it takes. So next year you're going to win three more and you're going to make the playoffs. You know, like this is a two to three year run. And Mm -hmm. like you said, the average youth worker is at 18 to 24 months. So we're stuck in this cycle of being new Mm -hmm. and it's really hard to make lasting change in that cycle. I I think that
0: Candace brought up a good point too, the expectations. Like Mm -hmm. if you go in, you tend to work more, just observe first. But if the expectation of the leadership is for immediate change, that would be good to know. Mm -hmm. time. Chef,
1: I love what you said about being a student. Like Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be really difficult to change something that you don't even know what it is. Mm -hmm. So to come in and take that time to, You know, run what's there already, but study it and learn it before you start just taking a wrecking ball to it.
0: Yeah, Yeah. that's a great point. So how have you seen, have you guys either experienced this personally or have you seen youth leaders kind of come in and what are the things that they haven't done well, like specific practices that have just kind of backfired and some of the changes they've tried to make or.
3: Well, you know, I talk often to people about small groups because we're huge on small groups and often somebody who's a fan of orange or has studied orange goes into a new church and they go in and they just say, we're just going to do small groups. Uh And I think the mistake they made is they haven't thought about the culture and what that sounds like Uh to a culture who has done Sunday school forever. And I Mm -hmm. often advise people, I'm like, look, small groups is just a word. Right. How you're going to run them is different. And nobody would argue with, don't you think it'd be better if kids had better relationships with yeah. their leaders? Don't you think it'd be better if kids had better and longer relationships with each other? Nobody's going to argue with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when you when you mess with a word like Sunday school,
2: right. it's yeah. just
3: it's just a mountain not worth You can do everything you want to do and just call it something mm-hmm. else. Right. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. So just thinking strategically about just how hard I push in certain ways, uh-huh. I think, I think is really important.
4: And that, and how you cast the vision, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and just being really, really intentional about casting the vision, and you know, there's a way of being the new person stepping in and casting a vision of a new way and things being different, mm-hmm. and you know, just a fresh perspective. Some, starting something completely different, but without discrediting everything that has been done. Mm-hmm. Yes. And a lot of times, when new people come in. Um, the church might feel like you are discrediting everything that has done and and you're just not honoring their their past and their history. And I've seen some leaders step in just overly confident Mm -hmm. and not really just taking the humble road and being that student that Mm -hmm. we've talked about. And it's through, you know, just being a student and learning the church, learning the community, learning every aspect of it, you know, history, mission, vision, all Uh those things that you really have a better picture and understanding. And the more interested that people see that you are in their church and in their history, Mm -hmm. then the more people feel like you respect it and the more people feel as if you are on their team and they want to join you in the next step and not necessarily, they just want to change everything that we've got going on. Mm -hmm. Right.
3: Right. Well, you have to remember everything a church does was somebody's decision and there was a good reason for Mm. it. That's a great point. And so when you start just talking and changing without asking some questions. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I I talk to my coachees all the time. I'm like, look, that's the right direction. That's the right decision. A great leader will ask the right questions. So it becomes their idea.
2: Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it's, and
3: then there's, then you have ownership.
2: Mm -hmm. Now,
3: even the person who made the decision in the past, who probably made it for the right reason. And Mm -hmm. at the time it was the right decision. Yeah. Yeah. Now they're making decisions and changing their own mind about things, and you're avoiding yeah. some of the pitfalls we're talking about because yeah. every church culture is weird. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And every church culture has some sacred things you mm-hmm. just need to be aware of. And every church culture has. Somebody related to somebody who works. Them, right, right, yeah, yeah. right, right. And so, you, it, take that's your time. Bed, right. <laughs> take your time and learn all that. Every yeah. church culture has power brokers who aren't necessarily. You know, they're the people that the leaders listens to, listen to, who aren't necessarily you know, on the org chart, the highest, but they're the most influential.
4: Right. Right. Yeah.
1: Uh, Like you mentioned the the Sunday school small groups tension. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I think there's way, like a lot of times churches have Sunday school during Sunday morning service, but youth group is a different time. Like just introducing small groups doesn't mean you're, you know, excommunicating the sacred Mm -hmm. Sunday school hour. Like you can do both like Mm -hmm. um, and balance it and maybe have like a medium sized meeting, you know, Mm -hmm. on Sunday morning, that's Sunday school um, it doesn't yeah. mean you're just
3: axing something and show how good it works. Yeah. yeah. Then, you know what I mean and and earn some trust and then the decisions become Yeah. They're yeah. still hard, right? Yeah. To end anything at a church is nearly impossible. I think that's why you yeah. see so many church startups. That's a good point. Is because so many churches are just they're just not going to give up some things yeah. and so the only <laughs> way to do it yeah. is to create their own to yeah. just stop and start again.
0: It seems like, Candace, specifically what you're talking about, a lot of that has to do with kind of the posture of the person coming in. Mm-hmm. That even if you've got a great idea that you're super confident in, if you're approaching it as kind of like, I know best. And yeah. even the destruction around it. can, it can around, ruin it. It could. Ruin it can it, destroy yeah. it.
4: Yeah. And one of the things that the chef was saying when it comes to having an idea and letting having someone to realize think that it's their own idea, it take that takes maturity. Yeah. You know, because not everybody, every, people want to get the credit. You know, what's that quote? You know, we, what is it? We how successful we could be if no one cared who got the credit yeah, or whatever yeah, the yeah, quote yeah, is, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. But people want to get the credit, and a lot of times new youth pastors stepping in are young and. They're trying to get notches on their belts and just yeah. want to get the credit. But truth be told, if we're really, I mean, being honest, none of us should be getting the credit because it's all right. about, it's all, you know, to God and yeah, yeah. amen. Um, but, <laughs> 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 but yeah, it's, it's just not not caring who, who, who gets the credit for the idea. Yeah. And I think that maybe
0: we, you know, we represent a strategy at Orange and I think we probably... Have could see that with a tendency here because people get excited, they come to a tour or a conference, yeah. and they want to just overhaul the complete ministry, mm-hmm. but they go back and are trying to pitch this to people who weren't there and didn't see it and end up maybe causing more relational yeah. damage than yeah. they mean yeah. That's to, true, Sarah. which yeah. I think it can probably go both ways, helpful and not helpful in that way. So when when you guys transitioned into new churches, the first whether it was your first church or you changed to church, what did you see was easier than you thought in your transitioning? And what do you think you did well, whether that was on purpose or not, just by accident, you kind of fell into it. What what went well?
1: I think for me, the surprising thing, and I know this isn't always the case, but the, the trust that we gained from parents, like it came quickly. Um, okay. and part of that was we were starting a middle school ministry where it didn't exist, didn't exist and yeah. parents were like, Oh, this is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was just one thing. We really tried to to gain their trust and to uh-huh. win, win them yeah. over. Um, but I know that's a really yeah. tough tension point sometimes. Yeah. But mm. that was one that we felt like we had them on our team yeah. from the very beginning.
4: That's good. Hmm. That's interesting.
1: Yeah, because so, it's not normally like yeah. that.
4: Yeah, because you know one of the things that I think that I, as reflecting and preparing for this podcast is, is and I don't know if it's because. I don't know if it's a male-female thing, so I do think that female stepping in in the position of a youth pastor has a little bit of a different challenge. You know, someone yeah. came if to you're me... Especially the first one. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And someone, you know, when I was... I remember going through an interview process and someone asked me, well, how do you think that you'll be able to connect with the boys? Mm-hmm. I'm like, you you wouldn't have asked that. I don't feel like they would have asked that to a, no. to a male. I've never been asked you know? no, right. that question right. about right. the girls. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and, and yeah. I think that was definitely a sexist thing that to say, and there were different hurdles and... Ways that I had to work to gain respect from people, um, because I know.
3: But you got the job, so you didn't respond that way.
4: Right? <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You're right. Um, but I, you know, it, but from one of the things that was very shocking for me, my first year in youth ministry is having the having the title within the church, but not having the title with the people. Oh, and there okay. were times when I know that there were situations that happen within the youth group, and they will call the pastor, or they will call whoever that person is that you mentioned is a unofficial leader, you know, uh-huh. of the of the, right. <laughs> of the ministry. And I'm hearing about it secondhand, and and I was, you know, I felt. Like wow, I wonder why they didn't call me. But then I, it was a, a an aha moment for me yeah. of you. You don't ha- you have the position with the church, but you haven't gained it with the people yet. Yeah, right. and just doing the intentional work of developing the relationships and not coming on too strong and just yeah. you know being myself and waiting for them to naturally evolve. And yeah. they did. Yeah, that's a great point.
3: Yeah, that's good. I think for me, you know, we do a couple of questions that we share beforehand. This yeah. is, you know, we don't rehearse this or anything. But for this question, I was like, huh, that's a really good question. And I think for me, the answer is both people. Like some people, it surprised me how easy the relationship mm-hmm. was. Mm-hmm. They were excited for new leadership mm-hmm. and they were willing to give you a shot. For some people that I thought would be behind it, they would, it took I remember having a conversation with somebody like 18 months in or 24 months in, and they basically said, well, now that I know you're for me, and I thought,
2: two years, two years. <laughs> <laughs> <a good> <laughs> Yeah.
3: it's taken you two years to believe yeah. that, you know, and I yeah. thought, well, you know, maybe I could have done something better, but yeah. just really paying attention to to that and going out of your way, you know, uh-huh. to... Honor people, honor their individuality, honor their ideas, remember mm-hmm. their favorite Starbucks coffee mm-hmm. order goes uh-huh. a long way, mm-hmm. just uh-huh. showing up with that. I mean, yeah. just little things, pronouncing their name right. I mean, yeah. without, it's all things where that you, you, yeah. know, you would do for a student because yeah. you're trying to earn their trust. You need to do that with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and, the, you know, those relationships are your stewardship. And if you've been put in charge you know, the buck stops with you. Yeah. yeah, I think as far as what the culture is, even if there are unhealthy people and some things going on, it's still your responsibility yeah. to address that in culture. So, um, mm-hmm. I think that those are, those are just some, some of the harder things for me. You what know? do you
0: think are the unique challenges to being a new youth pastor in this position? Like yeah. maybe I think there'd be different challenges for, you know, an executive pastor, lead pastor, or children's pastor, but what does a youth pastor face in that first year that makes it that's different that um, someone else in another position on staff wouldn't necessarily face
1: i think teenagers are mean yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's yeah it's hard to come in and win over a, a yeah. room full of students mm-hmm. and so uh, that's definitely unique to yeah. to student ministry um, i think another thing just within like the wider church culture is there's kind of a stigma with uh-huh. student ministry. Like, I mean, similar to what you were talking about, Candice, where you kind of don't get the respect just yes. off the bat. You have mm-hmm. to earn it. Whereas like an executive pastor yes. or a lead mm-hmm. pastor kind of comes in and they just are handed that.
4: It's because they wear suits and youth pastors yeah. wear jeans <laughs> and t-shirts. <teachers. laughs> right. right yeah. <laughs> um, yeah.
1: But I think that's, that's another one that.
4: Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. I think, you know, one of the things, so with youth ministry, with, youth ministry being a church within a church, Mm -hmm. the leader has their own vision. The youth pastor, that leader, you know, has a vision of where they desire the church uh, or the ministry to go rather, right? But despite the youth ministry being this church right here, like this, this church Within a church, there is the greater church, right. right? And with that greater church, there is a leader of the greater church. And the leader of that greater church sometimes has a vision themselves right. of where they want the youth ministry to go. Mm. So there might be points of tension right there yeah. because <clears throat> the youth leader might be, you know, hey, I'm the expert here. I've been doing right. this for a while. I know students in a way that this old person, let I mean, not say that the pastor's an old person, <laughs> <laughs> but in way that the lead pastor yeah. might not know students just because yeah. the lead pastor has been a youth pastor doesn't mean that the lead pastor has yeah. been a youth pastor in the same capacity in right. which their youth pastor is currently a youth pastor. Yeah. If that yeah. makes any yeah. sense, right? Um, but just sometimes coming together and the two coming together and really getting on one page right. when it comes to the vision of the youth ministry right. can be really, really challenging. Yeah. That's
3: good. You've got to be a student of your boss.
4: Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think
3: a great question is what are your dreams for youth ministry? Mm-hmm. Or what, what what would you to what is success? Pastor. What right. is yeah. success yeah. for you in your eyes yeah. when it comes to Student ministry and and just listen, yeah you know, and, and don't get in a hurry,
2: yeah mm-hmm. like that
3: that doesn't mean then you have to jump directly into your dreams if they're different, that right. may mean you need to take a couple of weeks, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. have a couple of quiet times before you respond yeah. <laughs> if yours is different, <laughs> yeah, hopefully you haven't taken the job yet if it's that different yeah yeah um, but just don't get in a hurry. I think a ton of people get into a hurry as far as what's hard, I think and a, a couple of things, but I think when it's your first time being the boss. Sometimes it's hard to re- to actually just make the decision and mm-hmm. feel comfortable in it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I see that a lot is where people are just they they'll do one or the other mm-hmm. like they get power hungry and then they start making decisions and they're the ones who always want you to know where they are on the org chart. They don't yeah. really do well because they don't lead yeah. teams well, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, the best leaders are servants. I don't know who said that, but that was yeah. really good in my Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> that. so write that. Down. Right. <laughs> right. But often it's just oh okay, you know, Andy Stanley used to say, what are you going to do when it dawns on you that you're the most powerful person in the room? Mm -hmm. Well, sometimes it's just make the decision. You can end Mm -hmm. the meeting. You know what I mean? Just make sure you hear everybody and then confidently say, you know what? Yeah, We've talked about that. I hope we all can be on the same page about this, but this is the direction we're going to move. Yeah. Mm. And even if people disagree with it, it brings comfort to the culture because someone's going to make a decision. Someone's going to help us move on. Yeah. um, So Mm. if you're the boss, you got to be it. Yeah. yeah, And yeah. it's hard that first time. Sure. It sounds weird coming out of your mm. mouth, yeah. but um, it helps.
4: I like what you said. Be a student of your boss. You yeah. know, um, that's, that's really, really good. You know, if... One and one thing that kind of you know that I've done over the years that kind of helps with that is just figuring out you know what are the pastors you know favorite books what are they mm-hmm. currently reading read them if they've written anything read as much of it <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> read the they that's the best way right? <laughs> to um, to get into their head yeah. and just really understand the why behind whatever the what is that they yeah. might be yeah. thinking of you know that you should be doing yeah that's
3: you know um, a friend of mine. Brit Kitchen. He runs the North Point mm-hmm. campuses now. So he's all student director. He's got all these people. And he has this um, concept. What does he call them? Levels of, levels of freedom, he calls. It. Mm-hmm. And he basically has a one through four scale. And so anybody get, at any time can ask him, hey, Britt, where is this on your levels? And he'll mm-hmm. say, that's a one for me, which means run with it, go. I'm not yeah. worried about it. Yeah. You're good. Or that's a four for me, meaning I need to be a part of every step of that, okay. or that's a three, which is start working, but make sure you keep me up, mm-hmm. keep checking you know, it. Yeah. but that frees each other up. Yeah. So I think that would be a great question for your boss is to say, Hey, you know, there's this concept level yep. of, levels yeah. of freedom. What is it for you that that's good. pegs yes. that's you really want good. me involved? And what are the things you're looking at that you wish I would just run with? Yeah. 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 Um, that's
4: good. Sure. And,
3: And they probably will say, yo, go run with this. And then they'll be calling you in two weeks going, so what you You know. But at least you have a conversation to come back to and you're learning each other. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right?
0: I think it's interesting because I think a lot of us go into youth ministry for, you know, we feel called to students. We love student ministry. We love just that age. But there is this dynamic of leadership that's a really big part of it and just interacting within an organization and management that I don't think we necessarily get trained in. So learning how to Talk to your boss mm. about certain things, or to manage volunteers and to have these kind of difficult conversations. I don't think we're necessarily yeah. trained how to Ask do that. For a raise, mm. right. Right. <laughs> things know? like that. Yep. Yeah, I think yeah. it's kind of complicated in that in that way. So, what are some of the practical things? You know, I think there's different um, groups of people that you're trying to work with and kind of win over? I mean, obviously you've won over the people who employed you, but then <laughs> outside of that, the people that you're now, you now have the job, but they don't necessarily know you yet. Who are the people that you need to win over? Who should be won over first? Is that it the parents, is it the students, the volunteers? Like kind of what, how do you all unpack? Of those. All, yeah. do you, all of All of the, the above yeah. at the same time. Okay.
4: <laughs> there you go. That's the truth though. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
3: It is. I can remember though, realizing, oh, one of my volunteers on the host team, is a neighbor to the lead pastor, you know, and mm-hmm. it was like, okay. Yeah.
4: You yeah. know,
3: or mm-hmm. a lot of time. I mean, and, and when I first started, the pastor's wife was in my ministry. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. we we'll do yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. who to win over, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So that was, that was part of it. I, you know, back in the day when I was first st- came out of college and went to um, work in a school, I remember one of the, the pra- I can't remember what, we practicum teachers we called okay. him. Yeah, he was a teacher who would come and teach us about teaching. And he was—he was kind of a jerk, but he, he was just direct <laughs> about things. He'd be like, "Don't smile!" All those, "Don't smile till Thanksgiving!" All these crazy oh, rules, which that's aren't where true. the face
4: came from—the resting, <laughs> rest, yeah, the, the, right. the, the origin. <laughs> so we story know the origin. Yeah,
3: I just never smiled from that point on. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but the big thing he said was the most powerful people in the in the school are the lead lunch lady. Which at that time they were all ladies, you know. Yeah. yeah. And. Um, the principal's assistant, mm, and that was an interesting lesson. Mm. Yeah, and it, it it tells you that again: study your culture and look for where the power lies. And there should be people. There are people that you need to strategically keep happy with you. Mm-hmm. Yes, right. Yeah. If you're constantly late on receipts, yeah, you know, you're gonna definitely. limit. Yep. You're gonna limit your potential to change mm. your ministry. Like yeah. there are just some professional things you need to do. Anytime I would go to Starbucks on the way back, I'd pick up a tea for the receptionist stuff, mm. yeah. you know, and yes. she was, she would do anything, but yeah. mm-hmm. and it, I loved her well, you know, like she's great. Um, but those are the things you need to do to kind of clear the path for your, fu- I mean, these are future, you never know mm. what's going to hold up a future decision you're trying to make yep. something or what, you know, yeah. what's going to get in the way. So just constantly looking mm. for ways to do that, having conversations with people um, trying to figure out how not to surprise your boss is probably mm-hmm. that's a, a good, good one. Yeah. Always, yeah. always, yeah. you know, keep mm-hmm. them apprised or her apprised of what's going on. Yeah.
1: I think if you're, uh, I mean, if you've got an established team that's already there, uh-huh. definitely volunteers is, yeah. you know, coming in and setting up coffees or lunches yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, just hearing from, like, don't even go in with strategy. Just, just say, listen. Hey, I want to get to know you. Like, right. yeah. Tell me, tell me who you are and what you're about. So getting the volunteers on your team and then, I, th- I mean, just naturally it's got to be students, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. like you can't come in and change the thing that they love the most. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, so just asking them questions, you know, getting to know them, but say, Hey, what do you love about this ministry? Yeah. Like, what mm-hmm. do you not want to change ever? Yeah. Like uh, I've been in a church for about nine months now. And uh-huh. so like, it's, it's a camp culture. I come from a mission trip culture. So our oh, summer thing was always okay. mission trips, mm-hmm. but they love camp and okay. we just were there last week. It was great. It was yeah. awesome. But I would never, (laughs) right now, I wouldn't think about touching that because that's what everybody loves. Right,
2: That's a great
0: point. Yeah, one Mm -hmm. question
3: I asked when I came here was what would you change tomorrow Mm -hmm. if you could and what do you hope never changes about Mm -hmm. this? And you will learn... Yeah. A lot. And it's interesting the yeah. variation of answers you will get but mm-hmm. and you learn who's really opinionated that way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah, do. yeah. Yeah. You do. Some people show up with a yeah. large notebook. Yep. Yeah. Ready
4: right. to go, you know. But it's, then sometimes some people say some things that and you're like, "Oh no, we definitely are going to change." Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. I'm so sorry. Right.
0: This is going to be rough. Okay, so Candace, that's a great point that mm. you know and somebody answers that question and you're like, "That's definitely going to change." So mm. how do you
4: know when to have that conversation about when it needs to change? and yeah. how do you approach that i think when it starts to what extent it starts infecting affecting the greater Ministry, you Yeah. Know? Um, and I think also, because that, that's happened to me, you mm-hmm. know, where people have said to me, hey, I, I love this. I don't want to change it. And while they're listening, I'm smiling and I'm nodding. Yeah. And all <laughs> along, I'm like, oh, no, this is going to go, you yeah. know. Um, and it, and it's going to go for many reasons, not because I don't like it, but because it's not safe and because it's not healthy. And it's just, you know, things like that. Um, but what I've done is, before making that change, I've had a conversation with them. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I say, hey, I know that this was a sacred cow of you or something. Mm-hmm. Not Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, okay. like yeah.
4: not those words much more gentle yes um, but no just letting them know that you know that you you, you hurt them you know and mm-hmm. you value them be- and, and just let them know we have to change this and this is the reason why yeah because if you have that conversation and they share that with you then they think, that this thing that is important to them is 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 safe, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, with this new person who's coming in. And if you, in turn, change it, then you might lose respect from somebody and never be yeah. able to get them back on your team. Well, and-
3: that's exactly
4: right. Yeah. Because yeah.
3: there's a culture watching you. Uh-huh. If it's yeah. a change that's that obvious yep. and there's always somebody holding on, there's more people watching to say, is this new leader going to make the tough decision? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is this leader going to be the person? And that's actually... Even though there's a little bit of white water there between you and a couple of people, mm-hmm. it's actually smoothing the water out with a, mm. a bigger group because they're going. Okay, this is yeah. this is somebody I can follow yeah, right? I that will make the tough decisions. You know, and and you're not apologizing because some every single one of those people is going to disagree with you at some right. point. Mm-hmm. If nobody disagrees with you, yep. you are not leading. Right? No, you're not. Nine, right? nine on nine. That's you're right. You're 9 You're waiting for everybody to get it. Yeah. You know, like. That's not leading, Yeah. you right. know, that's yeah. babysitting. I don't know what that is, yeah. you know? yeah. <laughs> but okay. it's what I see a lot it's in yeah. churches and it's why churches languish in these, you know, yeah. just mm-hmm. death circles. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> I think the word gentle is super
1: important. Mm. Like yeah. um, when someone has something that they're just super passionate mm. about, just care for them well as you. Proposed change there. Yeah. Um, But if there's a way to like redirect them and like give them another area to serve in, you know, whatever that looks like, give them something to own, Mm. Um, they can kind of take the place for that and Mm. it might ease the blow to say, hey, Mm -hmm. we're getting rid of your favorite thing. But here's this. Um, And helping
4: them and having them to be a part of coming up with what the replacement will be. Yeah. 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 That's the process. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, definitely.
3: You and I were having a conversation Uh last week about Uh shrewd. Yes. You know, shrewd and gentle, right. or wise and gentle. Wise as serpents, yep. gentle mm-hmm. as doves, and that's what we're talking about here. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you've thought through the approach with the person. Mm-hmm. You're going to do it gently, yeah, but you're going to be firm. Yeah, you're not going to waffle. You, you know, you you don't want to go into you don't want to go into a decision yeah. and put your foot down when you're half sure, right? Because yep. you're going to change your mind, right? And that's going to send a message to the culture. Yeah, you know, don't hurry. It's probably my biggest yeah. piece of advice <laughs> yeah. in these. Like, it's been that way for nine years. Yeah. Giving it two more days or the weekend to l- let me just make right. this decision and let it sit with myself for three or four days. Right. And then, And know, it's the
0: idea that the the way something is communicated is just as important as what's being communicated, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's the tone good. and the, yeah. the posture. Yeah. And, and having the conversations on the front end or, va- or communicating to the person, I still value you in your opinion, mm-hmm. even if I've made a different decision. Mm-hmm. I think that's really yeah. important. Yeah. That's good. So... I think this tends to happen sometimes. A youth pastor is moved out of the youth pastor position and still on staff, and then the new person comes in. Mm. How Would you give them any kind of different advice if the old youth pastor is still on staff but in a different capacity? Does it look different than when you're coming in your first year and making changes?
1: I think one of the things that I was like – that I wrote down that was really important to me is honor the person before you. Mm. Um, I think that's that's probably more important if they're on staff. I like, I had a a situation similar, um, at my previous church where I worked, we worked in student ministry together for five years and then he transitioned to a different thing. And like, there were some things that he built and created that like I wanted to honor him in, but he also was very gracious and said, Hey, it's yours. Like change what you need to change. Um, but he was still there, and his kids were in our ministry, so it's just important it's to
3: nice. honor that person yeah. even yeah. when they're gone.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a great point. Yeah. That's really good.
3: When I um, became, I went from assistant principal to principal. Mm-hmm. The principal I worked for became a teacher back. Oh, back so interesting. Not only was she still there, but now she reported to me. Oh, um, and did it change anything? Yeah, it changed a yeah. Whole lot. It, yeah, it, it was really difficult. Um, and I would just recommend that. You think through if you're going to make a decision. Again, I was changing things that she had put into place. Right. So those were personal to her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, And to realize that and make sure they weren't surprises to her. Yeah. You know, and all that. And then, you know, it was just hard because you're only 50% responsible for that relationship. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. And if the other person's not doing well, you have to remember that. Like, I can't take all the responsibility on that this relationship works. Yeah. And at the end of the day, if it doesn't work... I'm the boss. Yeah, you know, and mm-hmm. and if it's hurting the culture, I might have to make some hard decisions. Yeah, um, and that that's tough. Yeah, it's just tough. But that's leadership as yeah. well. Yeah, it's the yeah. same way with the yeah. volunteer conversation yeah. and changing exactly. stuff. Like if somebody is
1: going to be hindering the culture you're trying to build, like right. maybe that's not the worst person to mm-hmm.
2: lose from your team.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a it's a hard conversation yeah. right. still. But well, and I might say even someone needs to go. Mm-hmm. This just sounds really hard. You know harsh. what? And
4: so, so That's I'm glad you mentioned yeah. that. So, because I had always traditionally been taught, you know, if if you are the former, I'm just going to speak in youth ministry terms yeah. here, but the former youth pastor needs to really, really step out of the way in order for the new youth pastor to come in. And yeah. I and I believe that. You know, right. I do yeah. think that the the new youth pastor coming in needs to be able to. You know, develop their own relationships uh-huh. and their own way of doing things, and you know, put implement their their vision and their plan and all that kind of stuff. Um, my last church, the youth pastor who preceded me left six months prior to me coming on coming on staff. Okay. However, shortly after me getting there he began attending the church with his family and he was preaching at the church. He was facilitating worship actively, you know, involved in the church, but it was okay because we had a great relationship. Mm -hmm. I would call him and bounce ideas off of him. Um, He was a part of different youth things in the area and he Mm would invite me to be a part of them. And I realized that whenever he walked in, he had to walk through the youth room to get his son out of the kids room, the students always ran up to him and, you know, Mm -hmm. um, Gave him, you know, love and showed him a lot of love, yeah. and I love that, right? Yeah. Because for me, it showed me the same way that they love him that much; they can in turn love me too. Mm-hmm. And but then I think I, it also taught me that it really is a village and a community of people that That's need to good. come around a student, yeah. and one person, you know, is not really going <laughs> to make or break a community being built, especially if if this person is one who is, who has wisdom, has mm-hmm. um, able to, to pour into the life lives of students mm-hmm. um, in a way that is, you know, really, really uplifting. And there's people, students that he is able to connect with mm-hmm. that I'm not, but yeah. to just yeah. naturally yeah. drawn to him that feels safe with him. that just don't feel safe with me, yeah. you know? Um, and then there are people that feel safe with me that don't necessarily feel safe with yeah. him. And I think we ended up, we ended up having a great tag team um, yeah. when I went on maternity leave. I asked him to be my interim. Yeah, exactly.
3: <laughs> I think that <laughs> and, takes a ton of humility yeah, to have that relationship yeah. on both sides. On both sides, yeah, Yeah, because yeah. Yeah. he was okay with letting you.
4: Mm-hmm. Be and he was you
3: probably directed yep. people back to you, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, lots but of not people not are out there yeah. having. The opposite, yeah. where someone's yeah, holding back. That's to like your an
4: ideal situation. It was, of, it was yeah. really good. Yeah, I, I mean, I literally just texted him two nights ago, just saying, "Hey, just thinking about you. How you doing?" Yeah. Exact yeah. I texted
0: the girl. guy I
1: worked with. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, often.
0: And I think part of it too is is not feeling threatened by the him. He not feeling threatened mm-hmm. by you, and vice versa. Yep. You're not feeling threatened by the relationship that he
4: had created with these other students. Right. Like that's, fine. and that's not always the case. No, you it's know? not. And I think a huge part of it was when I first when I first started with um, at the church before I even move back to Atlanta, I called him and we talked on the phone for probably about an hour, an hour and yeah. a half. And I just talked to him about just a ton of questions about the ministry, what it is that they had done, you know, what his plans were, what his vision was, what were the things that he was working to to implement, things mm-hmm. like that. And I think with me reaching out to him and then keeping that door open as mm-hmm. I entered in, it placed our relationship in a different, yeah, um, you know, start off in a different yeah, place. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat>
3: That's good. I think that you talking about humility's important because I think all of this starts with like your own faith mm-hmm. and your own work that you're doing mm-hmm. on yourself, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's going to be a tough job yeah, and mm-hmm. it's going to push you in a lot of ways. And so, especially at the beginning of being a youth pastor, whether you are bivocational or you're just, you're not just, you are the volunteer lead youth right. pastor in your right. church or you're a full-time youth pastor, your calendar is going to get full. And from the beginning to prioritize time, mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. Sabbath um, morning routine, whatever it is for you that, mm-hmm. that works, that's just important because if you start running low there,
2: mm-hmm. humility
3: is hard to come by. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're going to start to panic. You're going to start to feel things personally that you yeah, probably should, that aren't real. Yeah. 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 But that's true for everybody. Yeah. But just to make that point, I think, you know, often, you know, what should I do my first year? I'm like, take care of yourself. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Go meet everybody you can start recruiting volunteers. You know, <laughs> that's what Okay. So let's,
0: let's look at that really practically that if you've got a block of that first year and we could break it down into sort of quarters, like what, is, what are the things that need to happen immediately? You know, it's like chef, you're saying, build in time for yourself mm-hmm. for rest for Sabbath. Yeah. And what are the things that should be pushed off or there that could wait a little bit longer in that first year of transition?
4: I think initially, take the 90 day plan that you wrote when you were interviewing and throw it away. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, but no, I think that that whole self piece is mm-hmm. um, taking care of yourself is important. I think it's very essential to establish boundaries early yeah. on. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. Um, those, the, the boundaries are, there are, I don't even really have any more words. They are just so yeah. Yeah. important yeah. because how you navigate when you're excited and you're fresh and you're, you know, you're first starting this job and the things that you allow, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and yeah. you permit, you know, people will continue to do when you yeah. are,
3: right. you know. That's right. Yeah, and, and you're going to pick up your phone. At-
4: yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but
3: I think maybe in the first 90 days, you go ahead and set what you think is going to work, but pay attention and see if it's continuing to work and mm-hmm. adjust. Mm-hmm. Still keeping your time private—it just Mm -hmm. might, or not private, but making it the most one of the most important things you do. But you may have to adjust the when and the how Mm -hmm. certain things happen, just based on the realities of the job. Yeah, you know. Yeah.
0: But I think it's important too. I I think um, there's a lot of stuff that happens that you're required to do, kind of out of typical office hours in youth ministry. And I think um, if you are a single youth pastor, that Mm. probably is even more of a challenge. and, And maybe your boundaries aren't respected as much. So mm-hmm. even being that much more diligent if you aren't married and don't have a family to kind mm-hmm. of respect those
1: right. lines yeah, as I, well. It, I think it is different when you're single. Like yeah. you do have more available time, yeah. but it's, it's so much easier to set those boundaries then mm-hmm. yeah. uh, than to wait till you're drowning
2: Right, may, mm-hmm.
0: maybe
3: married and have kids or whatever. Right. And then you're like, how do I get out? I, yeah, yeah. I have mm-hmm. no right. clue. You've set I'm the precedent. So deep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But These are I, boundaries. Yeah. I mean, and also just be a student. So yes. you got, you're got you prioritizing yourself, um, being a student, and then just really learning the, the yeah, culture. The culture mm-hmm. yeah. But I, I mean, as being a student, I'd set up tons of coffees. Yeah, what mm-hmm. does that look like? Lunches, just time together, thinking about 360 degrees around me, those I report to, those who report to me, those I'm working besides, mm-hmm. yep. meet your children's pastor. That's, that's what I was going to yeah. say. That's a good yep. one. Okay. Like how can you serve in
1: kids' ministry, whether it's right. leading a small group yeah. or... Um, mm-hmm. Like emceeing, hosting, whatever. Okay. Like I think that speaks volumes. Yeah, and collab-
4: that collaboration is yeah. important. Yep. Yeah. Communicate to your team. Plan. You know, I joked yeah, okay. around about the um, the ninety day plan, but a lot of churches do. You know, when they're interviewing, ask people to put together a 90-day yeah. planning. What will you do within your first 90 days? And sometimes churches might use that as a, a evaluation tool mm-hmm. um, as you start. Uh-huh. And I think that, you know, when you come in, if these are the things that you deem to be very, very important to do when you're, you're your, your first 90 <laughs> days, um, I think that that needs to be something that you sit down and yeah. you look at with Whoever you report to, whoever the people who are surrounding you and, you know, get their input about, you know, hey, what are the other things that need to be on this list? Yeah. And really just throughout the 90 days, constantly reviewing it. What yeah. How does it need to be evaluated? How does it need to be changed as you're learning the culture of a church? Um, I think the interviewing process gives you, can give you a, some key insight on the culture of a church. Mm-hmm. If yeah. they're calling you, you know. That's a good point. Um, On one day and asking you to have something in writing and meeting in 24 hours, then guess what? That's probably how things are going to be while you're there, you know. Um, But just pay attention to those signs. And while you're serving at that church, just continuing to peel back the layers of that onion and just learn the culture as much as as you can. Yeah. That's
0: good. I feel like it's almost as if the first quarters, or maybe even first two quarters is more about not doing a whole lot of anything yeah. except mm-hmm. observing. And I think maybe the older I get my answer to yeah. the
3: first 90 days would be not a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, It's yeah. not going to feel like I'm doing a lot. I'm going to be working hard mm-hmm. and doing a right. lot yeah. that I am You're studying and learning. Learning. Yeah. in relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But
3: I do, I do have to find something that I think has to happen within at least the first half of the year mm-hmm. where I make a decision and do something yeah. mm-hmm. okay. and, and put Put my foot down mm-hmm. and, and show. Okay, we are going to start. Yeah. You know. okay. um, and it might not be the biggest thing. I right. probably would recommend you don't start there. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. but you do. You do have to make a decision.
4: Yeah. So build the relational there. equity yeah. first. Mm-hmm. I would say within the if if it, you know churches typically say, well, I guess best practices within the first you know few months of you being at a church, uh-huh. you don't make any major changes. But I think that there are certain things that need to be changed early on if it comes into if, it, if it's putting the students in, at risk, uh-huh. um, if it's if safety concerns, and those things definitely need to be mm-hmm. in, in place. If people, volunteers, are not asked to pass a background check, then yeah. that needs to be put in place yeah. immediately. And that's hey, th- yeah, we're no, going to implement that. If you yeah, didn't have to take right. a pass a background check in order to right. be hired, then you take one too. You <laughs> yeah. know, yeah, 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 When it comes to the denomination and church affiliations, there might be different certifications that mm-hmm. you need that can be done um, behind the scenes. Things like. Becoming a certified volunteer with the school system. Okay. That can be done early on. um, And it's typically a lot of times it's just something you can do online that's, you know, really, really quick to do. But those kind of certifications are a thing and background checks are safety procedures that will help you out down down the line. If it's something that's pertaining to safety, then
3: it it needs to be done immediately. Yeah. 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 And it can't wait. Yeah. It's great.
4: Okay. So the things that you
0: would push off towards the end, major changes. Yeah.
3: I mean, so here I was just thinking as you were talking, like we used to say when someone would come on our team, it's really going to be two years till they totally feel at home.
0: Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. And
3: if you think about youth ministry as such a year long cycle, mm-hmm. right? You had to, you had to experience a camp, yeah, right? You I had, to, and I haven't like
1: experienced right. a fall
3: launch at my current church. yet. Yep. right. So, like, mm-hmm. so, so you've got to experience point. that and <laughs> feel that to really have a real strong opinion about it as, yeah. you, as you're moving through. I mean, obviously safety concerns, mm-hmm. those sorts of things. You find out volunteers are starting mm-hmm. without background checks. Mm-hmm. That happens today, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Those are those are put your foot down type things. But really it's that first year of experiencing it and the second year of now experiencing, you know, being in it but thinking about it as you go, mm-hmm. working on it while you're in it sort of a thing. So it just makes me, you know, wonder, I mean, this is a long-term play. Yeah. And culture yeah. change
0: yeah. is yeah. going to
3: take a year and a cycle mm-hmm. at least, and yeah. you're not going to feel it change. You're not going to make some speech and it's all going to change. Right. Some mm-hmm. things will change. You're going to notice a change when you're doing the right things. That's so
0: it's really true. about playing the long game. It's I
3: just, think it is. I mean, yeah. to me, the more I think about it, I think the powers in the little things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The you know, the little changes that you make are yeah. going to be subtle, but they're going to be noticeable over right. time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then you're going to, it's not going to feel a lot to people, but it's going to make a big deal. later. Right. On.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Um, and it, that's frustrating because as a young new leader, I wanna yeah. just change it mm-hmm. and I yeah. wanna, you know, be recognized for it tomorrow. And I've felt all of those feelings. Mm. But the thing you're gonna be proud of looking back at your ministry are gonna be the things that you put in place and they're the little things that yeah. added up over time. Mm-hmm. You yep. know? Yeah.
0: Okay, so that all this is in an ideal world, like if you could lay out a plan for somebody. But let's say somebody's listening who this they're listening to this two months too late Hmm. so they came in and they were like guns blazing like just changed everything or they weren't a student you know right away or you know whatever it was what would you recommend they do if they haven't exactly followed this plan
4: and maybe have some correcting to do apologize yeah (laughs) (laughs) start start with (laughs) with apology okay yeah apologize yeah i would say just go just be Maybe even, you know, reaching out to the people or the church or however your, you know, volunteer structure, student ministry yeah. structure is set up and calling a meeting and just saying, you know, apologizing yeah. um, and just saying, you know, I moved too soon. I made yeah. right. some, some, some mistakes. Um, I'm still trying to learn this thing. And I just want you all to continue to, to stay, you know, so continue to support me. Yeah. Um,
3: and you're apologizing for the way, mm-hmm. not necessarily the decision. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. it could yeah. be the right decision. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I'm sorry that it's going to take me two years longer than it should have because mm-hmm. I didn't go about this the yep. right way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm sorry how I came off. I came off, you know, I was proud. I was... Yeah. yeah I think having a conversation with your
1: boss before a public apology yeah. would uh-huh. be good. That yeah, they're not getting good. emails from parents yeah. saying, my kid said that your youth pastor apologized <laughs> for a bunch of stuff. <laughs> <on."> no, that's, <laughs> good. that's true. Yeah, that's, that's
2: true. a good that's point.
0: True. That's yeah. a good point. So does that mean, do you think if, that, if that's the case, if they kind of went in too quickly, does that Maybe extend that timeline for them. Do you think they should hold off on making mm. bigger changes because they've got some like reconstruction work to do with the relationships? Does that change how they handle that?
3: Eventually. Yeah. 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 Well, it's the long game. Yeah. yeah. So though it feels like I've really put something off, if you did it right, it was probably going to take you a couple of yeah. years. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, and so maybe it's going to take you. It, it's not going to be as bad as it seems in the moment. Right. You know, it's going to be those small changes that that really are the big thing at the end of the day. So if it's, if you're thinking long game, it's not near as painful, yeah. you know, it's mm, not like good. you've ruined it forever. Mm-hmm. So, or maybe you have, <laughs> maybe if you, you, know, and you need to go start again. I yeah. mean, that yeah. happens too. Like sometimes you've done, you've burnt bridges Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. and there's no building them. Yeah, And sometimes you just got to say, I need to start again and get myself healthier and see if yeah. I can do this better. That's um, good. Mm. But the good news is there's a lot of movement in youth ministry. Yeah, you
1: know? yeah. <laughs> you know, I, when you when you if 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 the public apology kind of thing is the route you go, I think mm-hmm. that could even like kind of spark some excitement from your students and your leaders. Like, oh, this. This person's humble. Like they're willing yeah. to like yep. admit when they're wrong and yeah. that yep. may win them over. That's yes. what
4: I was thinking. I it says a lot about you if you're yes. willing to, to recognize your faults, your flaws, mm-hmm. and, and acknowledge them publicly. Yeah. And, yeah. and invite people yeah. to be a, a part of the reconciliation process. Don't right. double down. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. yeah. And you are under authority. Yeah. You work for that church and you are under biblical authority. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and so even though you might have the right decisions, uh, it shows a mature Christian to be under that authority mm-hmm. and try to change things the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, not just to sneak them through or, you know, force mm-hmm. them through or, you know, mm-hmm. cheat them through. Yeah, which is <laughs> interesting because you've been making
0: the point that, you, but you're also like the leader and to, and to make the decisions. Yeah. So I feel like so much of it is learning that tension
3: it is, yeah. and
0: managing the tension and also uh, acquiring a sense of self-awareness on kind of where you fit in right. those
4: relationships. Yeah. yeah. Um,
3: you know, I've had bosses that, want me to agree with every decision, even when I disagree. Okay. And so that's been a moment that I've tried to learn to navigate. And the older I get, the more comfortable I am saying, mm-hmm. you know, it's not the decision I would make, but yeah. I'm a man under authority. Yeah. It's, you know, this is your yeah. organization or, you know, and I'm good with that. I can support that, yeah. you know, unless it's, you know, I've not had it yet mm-hmm. where somebody's trying to get me to do something that's just
0: wrong. Wrong. Right. Mm-hmm.
3: It's just a difference in decision. And I, I'm modeling for what I hope, how people respond to my yeah. leadership as yeah. well in that moment. And again, that's a faith thing. If you can't do that, yeah. if you can't be somebody under authority, you know, like it, yeah. that's, I'm not mm-hmm. sure you should be in charge. Well, I think yeah. it's
0: also making the decision. What are the hills worth dying on for you? Like, are 100%. you just going to, because you're the leader, put your right. foot, just disagree because you can? Right. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, or what are the things that are like, no, I'm right. really willing to like fight for Or minutes. every
3: time somebody doesn't agree with you, it feels like disrespect. Yes. You mm-hmm. probably have work to do.
0: Right. Yeah. you know, in your quiet yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah that's, that's really cool. good. Okay. So as we kind of wrap up, Jonathan, I want to talk to you specifically because you're living this right now. Yeah. So you mentioned that you have been on staff for nine months yep. in your position. So kind of what has been your experience in the last nine months? What has gone well? What's been challenging? What, you know, what would you pass on advice wise?
1: Yeah. I, I would say if I could like start over and redo yeah. it, I'd probably try to be more humble as I come in, mm-hmm. um, and not be the one with all the answers. Yeah, I was really blessed to come in and have somebody just say, "Hey, have as many coffees as you can yeah. in the next, you know, yeah. three months." Yeah, um, and so so that was good. Just meeting with leaders, but it's been it, it's it's been a, a challenge to uh-huh. to get into a new a new culture. A new area of the country. I mean, just okay. everything is so so a different and so from. new. Where did you come from? Um I came from Indiana. Okay. okay. Um so, so you didn't know you needed
3: a college football team what? necessarily. I mean
1: yeah. <laughs> I come from God's country, Notre Dame. <laughs>
2: uh, okay. uh, so, oh,
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean I'm from like cornfields and yeah. smaller church to, you know, large church yeah. in a huge city. Yeah. Um yeah. so it is a different, a different ball game. You know, we saw the the not statistical averages of people coming to church so little okay. um, to where like where we're at now it fits those averages of people coming to church like you know once or twice a month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um and so that's a new thing.
0: New dynamic um, as well. Yeah. Yep.
1: But I think the culture thing is just the the biggest piece to to learn and to figure out how to how to fit well in that mm-hmm. and find your place in that. I mean so many things we've talked about today are so mm-hmm. good. Um yeah. and just trying to like implement all of those it's just, it's a, it's a challenge to step into a new thing. And I've heard a lot of people say, you know, I think chef, you said two years, like until you finally feel at home. Like I've heard like nine months to a year before you really feel settled in. So, but any, anytime you can like jump into the culture that exists, Mm -hmm. if it's healthy, then I think that's an opportunity Mm -hmm. to grow and to learn and then kind of have your, your opinions and your thoughts not on the back burner, but mm-hmm. you know, know what, where you want to go, but maybe it's not going to be the direct route that you intended when you came.
0: Jonathan, that's great. I think there a lot of value in just hearing from somebody who's been in it and also bringing up the point that you did, that you moved from a different part of the country, that mm-hmm. that's a totally yeah. different dynamic mm-hmm. that we didn't even touch, mm-hmm. not just learning a culture in a church, but a totally new area, the country, you know, whatever that looks like. I think that's a good, good point. Yeah. So I think that was a super helpful and insightful conversation. Thank you, Jonathan, Candace, and Chef, for sharing your thoughts and your experiences today. And thank you for joining us on this week's Rethinking Youth Ministry conversation. The conversation doesn't have to stop here. We'd love to hear your best practices for youth leaders who maybe just started or are about to start leading at a new church this year. And the best way to join the conversation is in our Facebook group. Just search RN students on Facebook or visit our show notes at rethinkingym.org or a link. Until next time, thanks for listening. It's me.